How are we doing today, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, today's going to be another quite short one, probably shorter than the last. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, just a general uh, discrimination in the workplace. Um, we're going to cover a couple different uh, perspectives and uh, things that are discriminated against. But yeah, that's about it. Go ahead and roll the intro music. So if you're an American human being, uh, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, that there are extreme amounts of discrimination across the board in just about every workplace imaginable, from IT technicians to cashiers to graphic designers to construction workers, uh, just about anywhere you go to work or find a job, you will find some sort of discrimination. Now, um, I mean, I'm sure that there's probably uh, a couple different things that started this, but I mean, as uh, most problems are caused, uh, this was, as far as I can tell, uh, also caused by, you guessed it, white Christians. Um, So I mean, originally, as we all know, there was this thing called slavery, uh, boo, right? Yeah, boo slavery. Um, but I mean, sorry, in all seriousness, um, when slaves became, uh, quote unquote, uh, people in the eyes of the rest of America after slavery was abolished and they, you know, swamped into, uh, urban areas and started taking jobs from white, hardworking, uh, Americans, uh, obviously they had to come up with some safeties in order to keep these jobs for white, hardworking Americans. So let's go off of the list of things that, uh, we commonly see, uh, as discriminated against in the workplace. So you got your tattoos, right? You got your piercings, you got your lack of education, you got your uh, inability to speak English properly. Um, you have your skin tone. Um, you have your drug tests. All, all a bunch of different things that uh, can be, you know, really packed all up into one, which was things that make you not uh, stereotypically a good white uh, Christian person. So let's talk about one. Um, being the drug testing. It is so prominent in uh, America, obviously, because that's where I'm from. That's the only place that I can personally say uh, it is prevalent that you have to take a drug test before you get just about any job. I mean, I've worked since I was 12. And the only jobs that I haven't had to take a drug test for were a summer camp I worked at and a coffee shop where I worked in the kitchen. All right, so there's a couple things with that that we'll touch on in a moment. But, I mean, drug testing, really? Like, it's 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 2019. I say that in every single one of my podcasts like it means anything. But it's 2019. I mean, weed is basically legal federally. Uh, Painkillers are prescribed like they're candy. Um, and... 
in a lot of low income areas, drugs are the way that either people find relief from the symptoms of oppression or uh, they make their money, you know. So it's it's a pretty big discriminatory thing that is commonly used against people of color um, where, you know, for example, in a lot of, like I said, low income uh communities when you know you have all this fucking stress you have all these problems you have this oppression you face on a daily basis and say maybe maybe you just smoke weed you just smoke weed sometimes um not a big deal especially not today um and it shouldn't have ever been um but like now let's say you're like you know what i'm gonna try to pull myself up i'm gonna try to make a little bit of money for myself I'm going to stop selling weed or whatever. Um, and you, I don't know, waltz on over to your local price chopper, let's say. Well, guess what you have to pass? A drug test. Why? Why? I mean, if you're a competent human being, for the most part, you're not going to get so fucking high that you can't work. So the only reason that you should any employer should be worried about whether or not someone uses drugs is if they're using them during the workday. And on top of that, for example, when we're talking about painkillers as well, I broke my ankle um, like three or four years ago, and the doctor was more than willing to give me as much hydrocodone as I could possibly uh, like inhale. Um, and I took them for about a month. Um, if I would have had a job at that point or after that and I had to pass a drug test, even though, you know, you can get a doctor's note and for the most part they'd be okay with it, I'm also not a person of color. So realistically, if they it showed up on my drug test and I said, here's the doctor's note, they probably wouldn't think twice. But since I've never lived as a person of color and I've heard stories about people who have tried to get a job um, who were people of color, who failed the drug test and had a doctor's note and the doctor's note was not accepted. Like, it's not always necessarily uh, expected that when you have, you know, a reason to be using a certain drug that will show up on a drug test, that when you give a doctor's note, they're going to accept it, which is ridiculous. But also... To my next point, let's talk about things like tattoos and piercings. So this kind of separates from the um, ethnicity and uh, skin tone discrimination and shifts more to the non-Christian discrimination. So if you've ever gone to any church and you have a piercing that isn't maybe an ear piercing... You've seen old white people stare at you or even young white people stare at you who grew up in that, you know, culture. Um, and that's because in the Bible, it is explicitly talked about that tattoos and piercings were a sin because in the Old Testament, they were a marking of a religion other than Christian. So in the Bible, they're technically a no-no, even though if you actually read the Bible, you know that in the New Testament, nowhere is it said that that's a sin. And for most denominations, the New Testament is mostly what we base it on because that's after Jesus Christ was born. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 
Um, so there's that. So now we shift into the workplace. Well, um, for a good portion of America's history, we wanted to say that it was a Christian only country. So a lot of times when people were non-Christian, Christian people who basically ruled the country tried to find any loophole in order to make other people's lives who weren't Christians a living hell. So what's one way we can do this? Well, if Christians are running the workforce, if they run the country for the most part, and they want other good Christians in their workplace, what's one thing that a Christian, a good Christian, wouldn't do? Well, they wouldn't get a tattoo, and they definitely wouldn't get a piercing. So now you go on for your interview. Say you're like me, you have a nose piercing. You have a nose ring, more like it. So it's more noticeable. And you go in for the interview and you feel like you did great. Well, then at the end of the interview, they tell you that if you want this job, you have to remove the piercing. Now, I know to some of you, you're like, who fucking cares? Take the piercing out. But the, the fact of the matter and the point is that why does it matter? Why does me having a hoop piercing in my nose have any effect on my ability, willingness, or you know, like, drive to do my job correctly. It doesn't weigh me down, literally or figuratively. It does not affect my ability to do my job in any way whatsoever, other than the fact that some old white lady is going to come in and look at me and get flustered. Like, that's the only thing that it's going to cause. So why is that a problem? I mean, I just got a finger tattoo, and I was genuinely worried about it because I might not be able to get a job that I want simply because I have a finger tattoo. Why? My finger tattoo is an outline, a one-line outline of a woman's face. It is not derogatory, it is not offensive, it is not repulsive, and it is not something that should be censored. And again, it has, it doesn't make my finger unusable. I can still use my right hand. So like, why is it that because I have a finger tattoo, someone is now allowed to tell me that I can't work a job that I am more than capable of working? So we got ways to discriminate against skin tone by drug testing um, and low income. And we have ways to discriminate against non-Christians. But here's another thing. When it comes to discrimination, now that it is 2019, every single company is has someone on their ass and is on their heels about getting rid of any chance that someone can say that they are a discriminatory business. So what do they do? Well, if you're like every multi-billion dollar company or even small, you know, uh, not small in size, but small in capital businesses, like gas stations and stuff like that, uh, one thing that you're going to do is you're going to hire a person of color. Because you can't be a discriminatory company if you hire someone who's black, right? You can't be a discriminatory company if you have a cashier that speaks Spanish, right? There's no way. You can't be a discriminating person if you work side by side with someone who doesn't look or speak like you, right? Well, here's the thing. One thing that diversity is not is simply employing. 
Diversity is not simply employing a person of color or someone who is not white or someone who is not Christian or someone who speaks more than one language or someone who has tattoos or piercings. That is not diversity. Diversity is full equality and inclusivity of any single person. Whether that's a woman, whether that's an African-American, whether that's someone with 19 face piercings, whether that's uh, someone in a wheelchair, whether that's someone with no arms, whether that's... I mean, it shouldn't really need to be explained what diversity is, but even at my job, I see it. So I worked at Lowe's. Shout out to the fucking... One of the worst companies I've ever worked for. I'm gonna get fired from this. Skirt! Uh... We have, I let's see here. We have two people of color that work at my job. And I know the, 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 the three of you listening, at least one of you has the wheels going in, your back of that, in the back of your head saying, well, that also could be that nobody who's a person of color applied. But it's like, obviously people apply to the job. Like, people who aren't white still need jobs and still apply. But... I'm sure that if there's a lower amount of people of color applying to this job, it's because they know they can't get hired. Because if you walk into Lowe's, you see who's allowed to work here. You see the bright white faces covered with no piercings or tattoos, with perfectly straight hair, dressed nice. You know, that's the type of people who can work in there. So when you see that, you don't think, oh, I should apply here, you know? So like, Discrimination in the workplace, as far as it has come to being more inclusive and more equal, we're nowhere near true equality and inclusivity. And that spans outside of the workplace. But as you know, cultures uh, uh, very occasionally uh, intersect where that the culture outside of a job, for example, Rome, New York, is echoed in the culture of the workplaces that are available in Rome, New York. So if you look at Rome, there are far more people of color than there are employed in a lot of local businesses. But a lot of the local businesses are run by old-timey Rome people. So old-timey Italians, old-timey Germans, old-timey Polish people who grew up in a time where people of color were not accepted. So that is echoed a lot of times in the workplace. And I think at this point in you know, America, and let alone the world, and in Rome, New York. Uh, I mean, I think it's time that we really take a good look at the discrimination that is happening on a daily basis in every single job available in Rome. Like, I see it at the bank. I see it at the gas station I go to. I see it at Lowe's where I work. I saw it at some of the other jobs I worked at. You, it's, it's so evident wherever you go, who is, you know, ranked number one in the city, you know, and that's honestly, it's, it's time for that to be over. And I know yet again, I, I, I said this last time about, uh, Bolivia in that podcast. I know I'm not the voice and the color and the one, the, the look that should be saying this, this is not really my battle to fight, but I, I really would like to speak on it because I have personal experience and, you know, I, I would like to be any kind of ally that I can be. Thank you to those who have listened all the way through. Um, 
thank you to Lowe's for being a shitty job so I have something to talk about. And, you know, thank you to uh, Noam Chomsky for just, you know, being a fucking dude. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, If you liked what you heard, go ahead and share it on your social media. Um, And if you want to find more, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And if you ever want to get updates and uh, post notifications, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at the same handle, Annoying Question Boy. Go ahead and like that, follow me, and share it with your friends. Uh, Go have casual sex with uh, whoever you want that is uh, consenting. Yeet. Fuck, I forgot. As always, it has been your boy. Peace.